Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining me again. This week's topic is all about the impactful art of decision making. And I call it an art because our decisions are an outward creative expression in our lives. And what I mean by that is every decision that we make, whether it's big or small, forms a pattern to our existence because really our lives are a collection of the decisions that we've made up until this point of our existence. So whether it's making choices about our future goals, our careers, our love life, what to eat, what to wear, all of our decisions form the framework of our existence and one single choice can have such a massive shift on the trajectory of our lives. And I can't tell you guys enough how many conversations I've had around this topic of decision making, both with friends and family and also my patients in private practice. But I find it's an issue that a lot of people struggle with and it's more pronounced in our day and age due to a few factors. So some of these factors include how overwhelmingly complex our lives have become, maybe compared to previous generations, the fact that many of us no longer connect with the elders of our community, and also this widespread occurrence of a loss of identity that seems to really plague our world. So one of the biggest ironies in life, I find, is that our race towards advancing life has actually shifted us from the simplicity of being human. So yes, we've advanced so much as a collective in terms of science and technology, but we've almost regressed in terms of the essence of being human. So I want to really briefly just break down some of these contributing factors to the difficulty of decision making and then take a deeper look at the main essence of this week's episode. So in terms of the complexity of life, there's multiple factors in our daily lives that contribute to how overwhelmingly complex our world is, but I just want to focus on two of them for this episode. So one of the reasons that a lot of people struggle with making decisions is that we live in a world where we are bombarded with options. We feel like we have so many options that creates a lot of noise in our minds. And for some people that translates into an inability to make a decision at all. And then to complicate things even more, we live in a world that's very vastly influenced by various social media platforms. And so it gives us a very skewed view into the lives of others in terms of what they might be doing, how successful they are. And for some people, that becomes a trap in terms of thinking that by imitating what someone else is doing, they might be just as happy or just as successful as that person. So I'm sure you can already see the layers of complexity that are involved that may, might be influencing a lot of us on a subconscious level, but inevitably have a, a massive impact on our life choices. So in terms of disconnecting from the elderly community, I find that a lot of people don't even think to reach out to that demographic when it comes to seeking advice or even simply listening to their life experiences, which is very interesting because I'm not saying necessarily reach out to an elder in your community to get very specific advice on a really big life decision, unless you're into that, that's completely fine. But if you feel like that doesn't really resonate with you, the reason why I bring this up is because as human beings, we all share the same core wounds, right? We, we share similar experiences. The journey towards those experiences might be very different, but the fact that we have a lot of core wounds 
wounds in common, reaching out to that demographic can help take the weight off of making a decision because they can impart some level of wisdom to just let you know that, hey, it's okay. A lot of people go through this. A lot of people find these decisions very challenging, and that might just make it a slightly more easier in terms of your own level of commitment to a decision that you might have in your mind. So you might not necessarily apply their specific advice, but it'll just give you that peace of mind in terms of moving forward with some of the decisions that you may be contemplating. So with the final factor of this whole idea of loss of identity, you guys all know that one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to begin to open up the dialogue about this whole journey of self-discovery. And because I honestly find it's a very massive issue that a lot of people are facing. And I hope that so far with some of the episodes that I've shared, it's been insightful enough in terms of helping you guys to gently reclaim your own personal power and to realize your divine destiny. Because once you know who you are, it becomes so much easier to make big or small decisions in life. So moving right along to the essence of this week's topic, the struggle with making decisions. So a decision is a commitment to a proposition or a plan. And I know the word commitment alone is enough to give some people anxiety, but you can see why decision-making, especially ones that involve major life decisions, can be so stressful for many people because of that level of commitment. So decision-making involves free will, which implies that you have multiple options to choose from, And you use a certain degree of autonomy to decide on one of the options available to you. Now, what makes decisions challenging is that A, the level of commitment that's required, the more the commitment that's required, the more challenging the decision. And then B, the unpredictability of the decision is what makes it even more complicated. So this is why people love to test the water before committing to any major life decision which is a very interesting concept. And I feel like I might dive a little bit deeper into that in a future episode, but for now, we'll just kind of leave it at that. So decision-making, the decision-making process results from communication between our prefrontal cortex, which is our working memory, and our hippocampus, which is long-term memory, along with obviously other areas of the brain, but we'll just focus on those two for now. So with every decision, there is an analysis of evidence, prior knowledge, and cost and reward. So if all of you were to reflect on any major life decision that you've ever had to make, the ones that were the most challenging were often the ones where there was a high degree of uncertainty. And the ones that came really easily were the ones where the outcome might have seemed more clear. And then there's also those decisions where the outcome isn't clear at all, but there is such a strong magnetic pull that you go ahead and make the decision without any rationalization. Okay, so why does this happen? Why is there this dichotomy that takes place um, when we're making decisions? One of the main reasons we face uncertainty in our lives when it comes to decision making is due to an imbalance between the heart and the mind because it creates an internal conflict. So you may want something in your life, but your mind will always find ways to convince you otherwise. Another reason is that sometimes we become so obsessed with the idea of right and wrong that we never act at all. And the issue with that is that the quote unquote right decision is a very subjective perspective of looking at it. So you need to ask yourself what your judgment is based on. Is it right or wrong according to who? 
Are your ideas of right and wrong based on your own beliefs and values or based on the beliefs and values of others? So this is why there is a lot of conflict, especially with those of you who grew up in biracial, bicultural families where your understanding of right or wrong does not necessarily match your family's understanding. So you, you end up struggling a lot in terms of making a decision and moving forward. So if you guys remember back to our very first episode, I broke down the difference between the heart, our, which is our emotional body and the psyche, which is our mental body. And I want to focus on those two aspects in this episode a little bit more so we, I can demonstrate the balance that is required between the two when it comes to making decisions. So we'll start off with the mind. The highest function of the mind is reason. When it comes to decision-making, there's this level of mental stimulation that becomes the essence of our thinking during any process of decision-making. So our mind is constantly observing patterns and behaviors in our surroundings, and we're trying to predict an outcome before taking action. So our predictive ability is based on our previous experiences or by observing the outcome of other people's experiences. So if you rely only on the mind to make a decision, you're not far off from a computer or a robot because both of those things function off of patterns and predetermined outcomes. But what makes you human is your intuition and your connection to your soul, which leads me to the second component, which is the heart. So the highest function of the heart is intuition. The heart is often referred to as the seat of the soul because this is where you connect to divine inspiration through the purity of your heart and your intentions. Now, the physical and energetic heart are very much intertwined. And a really good example of this is when you go through any devastating life experience, such as a loss or trauma, you feel a physical ache in your heart where your actual physical heart is located, which is I've always found that very, very fascinating because it's not a typical Uh, physiological stress response, that ache that you feel. It's not the same sensation that you get with anxiety. It's a completely different feeling that I'm sure everyone can relate to. So it's almost like the heart has this ancient sacred pain response. So we need to begin to open up our heart and work with it in order to trust those intuitive hits that we get. And our intuition won't necessarily make sense to our mind if the two are out of balance. So a really good example of this would be if you're walking home late at night and you take the exact same path as you always do, logically, there's no harm in that. You're going to continue going the same way that you do. But on a particular night, your intuition might tell you to not go that way. It might not make sense to your mind because you know that it's safe. You've always, the the predictive ability of your mind is telling you that it's always been safe to take that path, but your intuition is telling you that something is off. Your instincts are telling you that something is off in that moment. So this is where the heart and the mind come into, if you were to follow that intuitive hit, there's that perfect harmony because you're not only looking at the situation from a logical, rational perspective, but you're also trusting that intuitive hit that you're getting. So something that I always found very fascinating is that the human heart is one of the first organs to form and function during embryogenesis, which essentially just means the development of the embryo during pregnancy. So by week six of pregnancy, the heart is developed and beating. The brain, on the other hand, takes shape by around week 10, but it hasn't yet even divided into the various regions of the brain. So if we were to look at that from a spiritual perspective, there's this sense of inherent wisdom that comes with the heart. And if we were to look at it from a physiological perspective, in CPR, when we're assessing for signs of life, we're checking for a pulse. 
because your body will remain alive as long as your heart is beating, even if your brain is not functioning. So this shows the importance of the heart, both on a physiological and spiritual level. So to achieve balance between the heart and the mind, we need something which is known as coherence. Coherence is when two wave sources have an identical frequency. Now, every organ of our body has an electromagnetic charge and an electromagnetic field, hence it has a frequency. So in physiology, cross coherence occurs when two or more of the body's oscillatory systems, such as respiration and heart rhythms, become entrained and operate at the same frequency. So to achieve balance in decision-making, we need to have that level of coherence between the heart and the mind, and they need to be operating at that same frequency for the ease of decision-making. And the heart and the mind must be brought into perfect equilibrium before true thinking can even take place or for us to tap into those higher levels of consciousness. So any decision you make should be a balance of the whole body. So I know I emphasize the balance between the heart and the mind, but you really need to tap into your intuition and your feelings and make sure that it's a whole body response where you feel grounded and at peace moving forward. So some steps towards decision-making that I want to highlight in this episode for you guys are obviously learning to hear and listen to your intuition, but a really good starting point would be to go inwards and be still to get to know yourself best, recognize your thoughts and organize your thoughts. And then more importantly, on that level, begin to heal and, or first of all, recognize and then heal the voice of trauma because If you're faced with any life decision, your rational brain and mind will jump in to try to justify why you shouldn't make that decision based on previous traumatic experiences that you may have gone through or um, observed other people go through. So you need to get really clear on what it is that you want, not just a physical checklist, but and what you were told that you want, but really deep down what your truest passions and desires are. So if you were to have the courage to follow your heart, I promise you would never lead you in the wrong direction because really there is no wrong direction. You're either winning or you're learning a really valuable lesson. So that magnetic pull that I was saying that sometimes we feel towards certain paths in our lives is leading us either to some of our greatest opportunities for evolution or something that was always destined to be in our lives. So to get to know your heart, you need to be able to recognize your own desires and then have the courage to honor those desires. So never make a decision when you're tired, stressed, or under pressure, because immediately that's taken you out of that feeling of stillness and solitude that I was referring to that's required for us to tap into our intuition and it's put you in a stress response. And we often don't make very rational decisions when we're in a stress response. We're thinking immediate survival. And to add to that point further, never make a decision based on your fears, your limiting beliefs, or from a scarcity mentality because all of those perspectives are keeping you small and limiting you from reaching your highest potential. So So now on this whole idea of fears, you want to also ensure that you're never making decisions based on other people's fears. And you can do this by reflecting back on some of the advice that you've been given from your friends or your family and ask yourself if they were truly listening to your needs regarding that situation or if they were just giving you generic advice based on their own fears. So this is where you need to get really honest with yourself and recognize that not necessarily everyone will have the best intentions for you because unfortunately, some people are so trapped in their own limiting beliefs that they end up 
passing that along to others and hindering them from making decisions that are best for them. And now in order to begin to make decisions that are aligned with your life path, you need to first begin to connect and feel your emotions surrounding a particular choice that you're making. So really tapping into that heart space and that intuitive hits that you're getting and then bringing in the mind for higher thinking and rationalizing past experiences. And most importantly, the mind is there to help you assess and pay attention to red flags because sometimes that pull that you're feeling might not necessarily be your intuition, but that sense of familiarity and the voice of trauma that pulls us and keeps us trapped in toxic patterns and behaviors. Now, like I had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, one of the reasons why a lot of people struggle in terms of moving forward with decisions is because of the amount of options that they feel is available to them. So to be able to clear out that noise and to eliminate the choices, we need to begin to set standards for our lives. So what is it that we value and what is it that we truly want? Because that'll really help weed out some of the nonsense options that might be available, clouding our vision and our judgment. So really the most valuable thing you can do in terms of making life decisions is to tap into your heart space and to connect to your soul and your inner knowing through solitude. Because in silence is where you hear your inner voice and your inner voice is going to be your greatest compass in life. And now the final point that I want to leave you guys with to just kind of take off some of the pressure in terms of making decisions in life is to understand that life really is outside of our control and to let go of this idea of right and wrong and instead be fully immersed in life and most importantly, make your intentions pure because once you're, you take action on something with pure intention for yourself and for others, there is no wrong decision. You'll forever be supported and guided on your journey. So try to avoid asking yourself, am I doing the right thing? And instead ask yourself, am I acting in integrity with my values? Is my decision based in sincerity? These are the questions that will shift you from trying to control something that is beyond your control and external from you and bringing your awareness into your inner knowing and your true intentions. So as per usual, I want to leave you guys with some prompts to reflect on based on this week's episode. So feel free to pause after each prompt and either reflect on it internally or journal about it if you feel inclined to. So the first is, if there were no obstacles, what would I truly want in life? And to add to that first question, are the obstacles between me and my goals real or perceived? And finally, what decisions have I made in the past that have contributed to my growth and evolution? All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul podcast. I'm actually very excited to share next week's episode with you because it's something that I get asked a lot of questions about. And to give you a hint, it's was we very briefly covered it. I mentioned it a lot, but we very briefly covered it in this week's episode. So stay tuned for next week. And until then, I hope you guys have a brilliant rest of your week.